Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. your authority. Oh, thank you for your people. I pray you bless your people right now. Cause your heavenly presence just to come down on them. I pray that you release a beautiful presence upon us. That when we walk out of here, we will walk out glad and full. In the name of Jesus, I ask, Lord. Amen and amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Well, it's Soto's birthday. He's uh, 13. I mean, 31. <laughs> Happy birthday, Soto. You're the man, brother. That's what your wife said today. <laughs> so we're good for that. <laughs> it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Would you just open up your Bibles over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10? And I want to deal with who are you? Who are you? I was reminded of a man that, a pastor that went to visit his wife, uh, not his wife, one of his members, and he knocked on the door, and as he knocked on the door, uh, the little boy opened up the door, and he, he saw the pastor, he says, oh, it's the pastor, and he went down to get his mom, and says, mom, pastor's at the door, and he was all excited, and she comes up to the door and says, uh, oh, how are you, and she acts all normal, and then started getting a little nervous, and he says, oh, I just came to visit you to see how you're doing. And she was happy. And she says, oh, I'm doing fine. She got nervous. And she told the little boy, go bring my book, my big book. She was talking about the Bible. And the little boy ran and came back with the magazine. And the wife looked at him and the pastor was looking at him and says, this is the book that you always read. No, I'm not talking about that book. I'm talking about the Bible. There is no Bible there. So who are you? Who are you? What? Does it really, is it really you, the Christian that you're supposed to be? Uh, is that individual inside of you that God has touched and that God has moved upon? So the question is, who are you? Because a lot of us, I've seen a lot of Hollywood in the church. And they pretend to be something when they're not. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but the wrong thing about that is that you're not sincere. And when you're not sincere, God can't move upon your heart because sincerity is what touches the heart of God. And you gotta be open to him and say, you know what, God, maybe I'm not walking in step. Maybe I'm not there, but I'm coming and I'm coming slowly, but you gotta deal with me. So many times God has to deal with you and I. How many have ever felt God dealing with you? When you thought you were perfect, you found out you weren't perfect at all. When you thought you had it together, you found out you'd messed up already. It's just like coming to church. Sometimes you're just so frustrated that you have a, a fight with your wife. How many here have ever had a fight 
with your wife. Okay, there's only three hands. <laughs> I'm going to step back in case the earth opens up. I remember I used to have fights with Stella coming to church. Oh, man, and then by the time we hit the door, I said, oh, I felt so bad, and she felt bad, and we apologized to each other, and we kept on moving. But constantly that was happening, and God was adjusting us. We thought we were failing, but God was adjusting us. So how many people have ever had a fight with your wife? Okay, we got six or seven again. Let me say another story. Maybe, maybe we'll get 10 or 20. Sometimes we need to realize that we are not fighting flesh and blood. Amen. The circumstances look like the flesh, and they probably have a little part with it, but the, the enemy will spark it up to make it a bigger fight than what it should be. And we eat devil's food instead of God's food. And we need to start, stop that and start eating what God wants us to eat and learn how to fight. Listen to chapter 10 and verse 3 of uh, 2 Corinthians. For though we walk in the flesh, we, not, we do not war after the flesh. For our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity the thoughts to the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience, even your obedience is filled or fooled. Filled, full. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your presence now. I pray that you will stir us up today. I pray that you will put our gloves back on. And I pray that we will dress the way you want us to dress. And I pray that you will give us the speed to accomplish what we need to accomplish because we're running out of time. And Father, I pray that you will give us speed. Push us. Push us, Father. And push us further than we've ever gone, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus, stir our church, O oh God. Open up our eyes, O oh God. Cause us, cause us, cause us to be warriors in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name I ask, amen and amen. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to God through the pulling down of strongholds. Sometimes we got to come into a place where we understand that God has our back and that God is for us and that he's not against us. But uh, there is always a period of transition or a, per a period where he starts training you. I was telling Jesse this morning, I said, one of the things that I do enjoy, I do enjoy a good battle when I know I'm in a battle. Amen. And I, I enjoy doing war when I'm in the right standing with God. And I enjoy telling my flesh to shut up. Because the deadliest weapon that the enemy uses is our carnal ways. Hermanito y hermanita carnales. Carnitas. And this, this thing of training your flesh is totally a whole different thing. Listen to me. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. 
The Holy Spirit has a mind, has a will, and has emotions. So don't think that you captured a ghost. No, no. You captured the third person of the Trinity living inside of you. And because he lives inside of you, you got to learn how to listen to him and give your mind over to his mind, give your heart over to his heart, and give your mind over to his emotions. Because the Holy Spirit has emotions. There are times that you're going to cry for nothing and you're going to say, why am I crying? You're crying because God caught you and you are weeping for something that's about to take place or where he's going to take you. So you got to train your mind, train your mind and bring it under subjection and say, listen, mind, you are not going to think defeat. You're not going to think that you're going crazy. You're not going to think that you're doing something wrong. No, you're in the middle of the battle. You're in the middle of the battle and you have to be a general. You have the ladies. You have to be a general to La Pancha Villa. Tienes que ser general. You got to be a lady that's alert. And when you're alert and know very well, hold your, hold your, hold your clapping until I get there. You need to be to a place where you allow God to take over your mind, to renew your mind. Because our minds were out there in the junk in the dump. We didn't think clean no more. So we come to Jesus now. We had an experience with Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes into you. You wake up and it's a brand new world. That's why the scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. So that means that your mind is being renewed and you being renewed means that you pay attention to the convictions of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit says, don't think that way, you're going to cast, you're, gonna, you're like a computer, cast the trash and throw it in the trash can. Amen. And you got to get that stuff inside of you and say, you know what, I'm going to live to, for God, but my mind is going to be adjusted to the fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, joy, kindness, gentleness, against such, there is no law, long-suffering, all that thing, where you have to forgive each other and not fight with each other because the devil comes to steal kill and destroy. That means to destroy the way you think, but God has a way of adjusting you by you. You're the controller. If you're going to drive, you're the driver. If you're the driver, you're the only one that can drive in that car. You can put it that way. This is a personal driver. You got to drive and say, you know what? I am not going to think that way. Every thought that is evil, every thought that is lustful, every thought that is unpure, I'm going to tell my mind in the name of Jesus, you're going you're gonna to get out of the way because I'm letting the Holy Spirit come in with joy, peace, and gentleness, and kindness, and my brain is no longer a piece of trash. So we're going to have to come to that place. Come to that place. So here we are. We're walking in the flesh. This flesh is the biggest enemy we got. And when I get up, I don't get up to talk because I know I don't want to say anything wrong. I roll out of my bed and I kneel down. And I tell Jesus, come on, Jesus, clean me up because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to feel ugly inside of me. I don't want to feel uh, that, like I'm going to create some kind of strive. You know how you can feel it in your mouth? Come on, somebody. You feel it in your mouth, what's in your brain, and you feel it. And, it, and if you let it go, you, you start a big old fire with your family. So the best thing, Tontito, roll over and start praying. 
If you want things a little different, just start praying and start filling yourself with good things in the spirit and start binding and rebuking the powers of the devil of that day and say, devil, you're not going to have your way with me. I'm going to come out of this thing winning and I'm going to have the best day of my life because I rolled over and prayed. So you're, you're going to have to come to that place where you learn how to cast down your imaginations. Sometimes it gets pretty intense when the war is on. Paul called it this way. I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities uh, and princes of the air. That means that you have a wrestling match. Sometimes you can feel like you got a monkey in your back and he's talking to you. And you look at that monkey constantly and he's sitting right there and that's the devil himself. You're going to have to tell that monkey and shake it off and says, I am not going to listen to your trash. I am not going to listen to your words in my mind. I'm not going to listen to any of the garbage that you're putting in my mind. I am a great man. I am a powerful lady. I'm a powerful man. I'm going to live for God and I'm going to cast down all those imaginations that try to defeat me, that tell me that I'm no good, that I'll never accomplish anything. No, no, no. I am washing my brain with the blood of the Lamb and I'm coming out of this place and I am going to do war with you. I am not going to believe any thought or anything that exalts itself higher than God. Anything that's higher than God, I am putting it a base. I am stepping on it and I'm saying I'm not living there. I am living where God wants me to live in my mind, especially in my emotions. How many here have been so emotional sometimes that you, you get all emotional because you heard the wrong thing at the wrong time or your husband said the wrong word or your kids just said the wrong thing and you get all emotional, totally emotional. You, you can't say nothing to you no more because you're in an emotional area of your life. You gotta capture those emotions, tie them up, whatever it is. If it's a, a word that you heard and it's hurting you, if it's something that's connecting over into your heart, you're gonna have to, whatever it might be, you're gonna have to tie it up and put it in a little ball and get down to some serious prayer and say, here, I'm not gonna receive that. I am not going to carry that burden on my back and I'm not gonna let that monkey talk to me no more. I am just going to live for Christ and I'm gonna live purely. Listen to me, this is a war when the devil tells you you're a dumb, you're an idiot, you'll never accomplish anything, you'll never do anything for God. You'll always remain the way you are and that's all there is. Let me tell you something, I've been telling this flesh since I was 23 years old, I've been rebuking this flesh and I've done pretty good. Amen. And some of you have been rebuking that flesh and you've done pretty good. But let me tell you something. You take it down and it comes back some other way. You take it down and it comes back another way. But I'm so glad that one of these days this flesh will no longer be with us. Hallelujah. When the sound of that trumpet sounds, oh, we're going to resurrect. Hallelujah. We will not feel anything no more. But the warfare will always be because we're walking in this flesh. And this flesh is the downfall of a lot of people. Because they don't know how to deal with your emotions, with your mind, and on and on. Because the flesh fights a lot against God. Yes, so you could say that the flesh is the feeding ground of the enemy. That's why Paul put it, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, pulling down the strongholds 
casting down imaginations, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, the thoughts into the obedience of Christ. So it's a whole war, Hallelujah. a whole war that you're fighting and you're telling this darn flesh, shut up. How many have ever hurt yourself? Your, your flesh is screaming in your brain and you have to tell it, shut up. Amen. And if you talk Spanish, say, Callate. Be silent in the name of Jesus. I can't think correctly. I can't move correctly. And you go down into some serious prayer. And by the time you know it, you come back up and you say, Oh my God, I got a clear mind. I don't feel what I used to feel. I wrestle with that thing and I threw that thing right away. Paul said it that way. I wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's like the chamuco jumps on you. The devil jumps on you. He's like a gummy bear. Or he's like one of, those, uh, the, one of those clay creatures that they just wrap their whole arms against you, your neck and your body, and they just stay there and they maneuver you, try to maneuver. You got to take that thing and say, you know what? I cast you water in the name of Jesus. Abre la puerta, bro. Open the door, bro. Let me kick them out. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. And that's the way sometimes we wake up. This morning you wake up. You woke up. I wonder how you woke up. But you made it to the house of God. It doesn't matter. By the time you leave, you're going to feel so good that you came to the house of God. Because everything will be lifted from you. The devil does not like us together. He does not like the body of Christ to come together because when it comes, it's a powerful tool. Listen to me. Why don't you give a clap offering and praise God at the same time? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Give him a shout. Hallelujah. Give him a praise. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now. Speak in tongues. Oh, thank you for the deliverance. Thank you for the power. Thank you for the glory. Thank you for the element of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Say it with me. Thank you for the blood. Say it again. Thank you for the blood. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Woo. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like feeling the victory in God. Because when you sense the victory of God, there is no stopping you. You're on a high speed, like the prophet said. Go and take a message to the king, and they would run. Boom, 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 boom. They were anointed, and they would get there 20, 30 miles, but they would run it. How much more us, now that have the anointing and the presence living in us forever, how much more can we do when we rule and reign in the spirit and not in the flesh? This flesh has been, man, I've, I've used this flesh quite a bit. And let me tell you something, I can't wait to get rid of it. I can't wait for my new body. Especially if you're bald, you're going to grow hair again. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I can't feel it. So, what do we have to do? We have to train ourselves. Train ourselves. In the book of Ephesians, let me turn there. The book of Ephesians. <clears throat> book of Ephesians. I love what Paul started up this fight with. 
after he's dealt with children, after he dealt with men and their marriage, and after he dealt with the church, he comes down to one thing. In chapter 6, verse 10, he says, finally, it's almost like he's tired already. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Read it with me. Say, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So if, he's ha- if he has power, you can start that power. You could start that power by what? Number one, you start by praying. Number two, you start by reading the word of God. But number three is that you train yourself to listen to God himself. You know the voice of God and no other voice will you listen to. Some people come up to me and tell me, do this, do that. I ain't doing nothing. I'm slow. I am like a turtle. I already passed this earth. I ain't moving fast. The only time I'll move fast is when he tells me to move fast. Then I'll move fast. But I am not going to be drawn by any emotion to move me to go that fast. But when God tells me, I will move faster than you. Why? Because I already practiced not to move in speed. Because every time I move in speed, and if it's not God, it destroys everything. Move in the power of his might. Of his might. So that power lives inside of you. You got TNT walking inside of you. Yeah, dunamis is right. That anointing that is so powerful that you can knock down every devil. I've had little old ladies, man, they're powerful ladies. They've been in the gospel maybe for 80 years. They are so powerful that when they tell you they're going to pray for you, they're going to pray for you. I remember being real sick there with Stella, and, and I lay down in the bed, and she was giving me soups, and I was sick, sick, sick. I couldn't get up. I stood maybe three, four days in bed, and here comes Sister Arkansoni coming. And she says to Stella, she, not, she don't never knock, she never knocked on the door. She just walked in. I could be in my boxer, and she would walk in. <laughs> she had no shame. There was nothing there. This time she came in and says, where's Reuben? He says, he's over there sick. He's really sick, Mama Arkansoni. And this was Pastor Sonny's, Arkansoni's grandma, mom. mom. And she walked in and she says, okay, uh, I'm going to go in and see him. And she came and she looked at me and says, how are you, Reuben? I said, I'm just really sick, sick, grandma. She says, oh, can I pray for you? Very gentle voice, can I pray for you? I said, yeah, you could pray for me. And uh, you got to imagine this. I'm, I'm laying down. And she anointed me with oil. and says, okay, I want to lay my hands on you. She was a sweetheart in her voice. And then she laid her hands. And she goes, my feet were like this. In the name of Jesus, you let the man of God loose right now. Devil off of her in the name of Jesus. I said, that should be enough, she said. And then she tells me, I'll be right back. I'm going to make you a sandwich with soup. And she launched herself up. And Stella's looking at me. I said, that was quite a prayer. Stella said, yeah. And she walked in. It must have been maybe 30 minutes. I was up. He says, my prayers work. She said, because I serve a mighty God. And she gave me a sandwich and my soup. 
So don't you dare put limits on God. Tell your neighbor, don't put limits on God. Now tell the other one, don't put limits on God. Because the minute you're in the flesh, you put limits on God. When you walk around in the flesh, you're not depending on God no more. You're depending on yourself. And you don't look for God, even though everything is falling apart, but you don't look for God. You need to come to a place where you say, you know what, I'm practicing what I'm reading. I'm going to move in the might of God. I'm going to move in the might of the power of God. And I'm going to see miracles happen inside of my family. And I am not going to allow my family to be destroyed because you're the man, you're the woman, and you can accomplish anything that you set your heart to accomplish. But you have to make up your mind who you're going to serve, you or God. Because the battle comes down to us. So don't be an educated fool. Be a little child believing God for anything that he could do and really, really get into it. Then Paul says this word in, in 11. He says, put on the armor of God. That you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Notice the thing that he says. Put on the armor of God so that you could withstand the wiles of the enemy. The enemy has no respect for us. No respect. The enemy can turn people around and turn evil, good people into evil people. I've had a lot of battles in the church where people just turn evil, evil. And I had to just lock up and say, God, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not going to listen to those evil people. I know what you're doing, and I'm going to accomplish what you want me to do. And I'm not going to listen to evil people. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke all those devils that have infiltrated their minds. And that's the way I've been, infiltrating their minds. You are not going to play with God's people. And if I have to sacrifice to pray for them, and if I have to fast a few days to pray for them, I'm going to see those people through because those are children of God. And God touched them, but they're learning. They're babies. They're learning, and they're growing, and they're growing. But we cannot afford, we cannot afford to listen to people that have no faith. Come on, somebody. Because the day you trap yourself listening to yourself and listening to other people, you're already living in the flesh. Automatically like that, boom. You live in the flesh and not in the spirit. You have to force yourself. You have to push yourself. You got to tell yourself, stop thinking stupid, stupid. You got you to gotta stop and say, here I go in the name of Jesus. I am going to shake myself off of this trap. I'm going to take these ropes out of my mind. I'm going to take these crooked bones that are starting to crack. I'm not going to listen to the flesh. I am going to listen to God Almighty. He is a mighty, powerful God. And you learn. That's why I like to hang around with the elderly Holy Ghost ladies because they know what it's about. And the older elderly men, they know what it's about. They're not fooling around no more. They already fought the battle. They're getting ready to resurrect and go to the other side. But you and I got to put on our gloves. We got to put on the gear of God. And we got to say, you know what? We got a fight going on. This is not flesh and blood. We got to fly. We got to fight against this wickedness that's coming upon us. These demonic forces that we're seeing today. It's not like it used to be 20 years ago. 
let me tell you something. There is a lot more witchcraft than I've ever seen in my entire life. And we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are wrestling against those devils that are trying to get you and I to do what's wrong. But you got to be alert. Because if you're not alert, it's like a river. It will take you. How many of you were so strong and then all of a sudden a storm came and <laughs> you haven't told nobody, but it flattened you. And then you felt stupid. And then you woke up and started praying and you came back to your senses. Am I speaking to the real saints or? Because it's a battle. That's why Paul said, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor against the wiles of the enemy. Maybe, maybe you think you're clothed. Maybe you think you got the whole armor, but you're not acting like it. Because you're not there yet. And I know it gets rough. Sometimes I feel like I'm talking to myself. I got two heads. That head's telling me, you're no good for nothing. And the angels are going, you're great. So who are you, to whom are you going to yield your members to obey? To yourself, to the enemy, or are you going to obey the Lord? Everybody wants to have a perfect marriage, but nobody wants to be tested. If you, if you have a good marriage, it's because you've been through hell and back. <laughs> and then you look at each other for a few years, later, 20, 30 years, and you go, God, sister. And she looks at you like, what? You don't look that hot neither. Yeah, but we said for better or for worse, for richer or poorer, and we hang on to each other, and we said we're going to fight this battle regardless of how bad it gets. But you got to make up your mind. Got to make up your mind. And I'm not talking about the oldie but goodie. I'm just talking about you got to make up your mind. Who are you going to serve? This is the verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers, against darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes, Woo! Look at all, everybody, everything we're battling. Against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness and of those of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's a lot of battling going on. But we don't think of it sometimes. We don't think about it, about the principalities, about the powers, about the rulers of, of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We don't think of that. So there's a lot going on, church. The reason why you feel the way you feel is there's a lot, a lot of the battles you're fighting with all these different categories of demons. And now today you got a lot of kids that are practicing witchcraft. You got a lot of moms and dads practicing witchcraft. You got a lot of things going on now like never before. Like never before. I've never seen it like this in the U.S. But now, hallelujah. But now, hallelujah. 
But now greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're going to battle it and we're going to win and there ain't nothing they can do because God already won the battle. Hallelujah. But we got to be stubborn as mules. I lost my whistle there. Hallelujah. But you know those donkeys get stubborn. I sat down with a cowboy and said, what do you like a donkey for instead of a horse? He says, because the donkey will carry more than the horse. And the donkey knows how to maneuver itself in the hills and shifts the weight to where it belongs so that it can climb higher. I said, wow. And he tells me this. Son, I said, yeah. I'd rather have a donkey than a horse. Amen. Wow. So I started thinking, I ain't no donkey, but I know how to shift everything. <laughs> Let's get that straight. <laughs> we got to shift the weight. Yeah, tell your neighbor, shift the weight, neighbor. <laughs> carry the load. Come on, tell him, carry the load. Stop being a sissy. <laughs> Come on, tell, tell him. Come on. <laughs> Why? Because it gets tough. Sometimes you weep, you cry, you're broken. You think you're not going to get up. And God said, rise up, shift the weight. Just shift it. In the name of Jesus, get rid of it. And get up and come out of the ashes and the dust and say, I shall live and I will not die. And if the doctor say you're going to die, tell him, shut up. I am not going to die. You are not the author of life. Jesus is the author of life. Because sometimes we forget. Because we get weary. Our flesh gets low in energy. Our minds get weak. And we need God to come and revive our spirit once again. Once again. And that happens constantly with you and I. We are a church. We are a family. And we got to remember that if we see our brother hurting Let's take them aside and find out what's going on and let's pray for each other until we see victory in their lives. Okay, are you with me? Verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Say it with me, having done all to stand. Say it again, having done all to stand. One more time, having done all to stand. One more time, having done all to stand. That takes away all the excuses. Having done all to stand. Another, whatever you gotta do, don't be a runner. Don't run away from the problems, run into them. Don't be a crybaby. Run into them. Okay, let me put it this way. Be a crybaby, but run into them. Because I've cried that way. You got to run right into You just can't let go. You can't let go. You say, Brother Ruben, this doesn't really affect me. Don't worry, tomorrow you will. Something will affect you. And you'll remember my voice. Having done all to stand, stand. Stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness. The loins, the loins, the loins. What's the loins? Somebody tell me what the loins are. Truth. Okay. 
Just wanted to know. <laughs> the truth. Wrap the truth around your brain. Because the truth belongs in your brain. That's why people used to tell me, memorize scriptures. Because the day when you fall into these things, you'll be able to speak the word of God because your loins are full of God. You're full of God in your mind because your mind is the place of battle all the time. And you need the truth in there. In those days, when they used to tie their loins about around there in the waist. But here, to me, it's the mind. you got to protect your mind because your mind has to be tight. Because if you don't tight your mind, it will wander. How many here have ever been in church and your mind is wandering? Am I the only one? No, but then something captures you. Any word, somebody captures you. Whatever preacher, it might be a capture something. And there you are. Boom. You are focused right into it. What happened? Truth came into your mind and tied it up. Tied it up. And the breastplate of righteousness. Why do you need the breastplate of righteousness? You need it so that the enemy, when he throws something at your heart, you don't let it. It bounces right off. That's why when you get up in the morning, you, you dress yourself like a good soldier and you put on the breastplate of righteousness and say, okay, I'm ready for battle. Anything that you throw at me, devil, it's going to bounce right off of me because I got the breastplate of righteousness and it's protecting this part of my body. That's why you cannot be an emotional Christian. You can go through it a little bit, but you got to get your emotions in and say, no, nothing penetrates through me. The word of God is there and is, is there protecting me and I will not receive what you're throwing at me. By the blood of Jesus, as the weapons are coming towards me, the blood of Jesus, boom, they fall right to the ground. Hmm? How many here have been in love with somebody that you're not supposed to be in love with? What, what happened here? <laughs> okay, I'm not going there. Hallelujah. <laughs> then it says, uh, it says in verse 15, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So these feet take you a long way. I noticed that. It's taking you a long way. These, these feet has brought me into different nations. These feet have dropped me, took me to different cities. And these feet have a way of feeling what's going on. But when those people used to fight, they used to put these, these sandals on there. And I could go in detail, but let me tell you the spiritual ones. I can walk into a place and when I feel my feet hurting me and swelling, I know that I'm in, I am going to a big battle. Big battle. I was in Peru and that happened to me. And I told Pastor, he said, Pastor, we're going through a lot. We're going through a lot. I said, okay, we're going through a lot. Not going to feel it. I locked myself for seven days fasting and praying on top of that house. It was a 3-4 house. And I had to readjust my whole clock. I had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning because I was used to getting up at 2 o'clock and praying. But this time it was different. God changed even my clock time to three o'clock, and all of a sudden, every time at three o'clock, I had to meet up with this demonic force that was constantly there in my room. And during the seven day of fast, inside of that room, I felt like it broke. I woke up that day feeling like it broke. 
And it was 3 o'clock in the morning. I was praying at 3 o'clock in the morning up to when the sun came up. And before the sun came up, all of a sudden, I felt there was a shakening. The whole house shook. The earth shook. And I said, what's going on? What's going on? And I looked outside and the lights were turning on. And then the next thing that I, that, that, I, that I saw is that the dogs were barking all over five miles around me. And then the next thing that went on is that the children, the babies were crying. And all the lights went on and the pastor ran right up to my room and says, what's going on, Ruben? What's going on? I said, I don't know what's going on, but I know one thing. Something broke. Hallelujah. Something broke. And what we were fighting for was the terrorist spirit there in Peru. The terrorist spirit. And that day, they locked them up. That same day, they put them into a dungeon, into an island deep in a hole and left them there. And feeding them there, of course, keeping them alive, but just got them out of the way. And the people were walking in peace. Let me tell you, these feet were made for walking, and I'm going to walk all over you. Come on now. Because these feet have authority because when you walk into a house, the devil knows the sound of your feet. Just like the kids know the sound of your feet and the noises that you make, the devil knows when somebody's got some power, it will destroy the works of the enemy. But you got to dress spiritually. You got to dress spiritually. Above all things, the shield of faith wherein you shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. So the shield is there to quench everything that's coming your way. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The helmet and the sword of the Spirit. You're sharp. Let me tell you something. Some of you are sharp. You're warriors. You're amazing people. You don't give up. You don't give up. I know some of you being here getting hit like crazy, but you haven't given up. You're in the house of God this morning at this time, and God said, I am for you. And if he's saying that he's for you, then let's walk in that authority that God's given us in the word. Praying always with all prayers, supplication in spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Can we lift up our hands and pray for everybody? Come on, lift up. I'll, I'll, I'll lead in prayer. If you don't know how to pray, I'll lead in prayer. Just lift up your hands when the cops put up your, tells you to put up your hands, so all both of them go up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all our brothers and sisters throughout the world. We send out a declaring message that you are God, you are powerful. And I pray for our wicked, uh, I pray for our weak little friends that are getting weak right now. We pray for a fresh breath of air that you will touch them, that you will pick them up and put their feet upon a solid rock. In the name of Jesus, loosen the supernatural glory upon them throughout the world, Father. In Jesus' name. In Je- Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Whoa. Give the Lord a clap offering. <clears throat> so tell your neighbor, I'm not playing. Say it again, I'm not playing. Say it again, I'm not playing. Now put a smile on and put your dukes up. Vamonos, we're going to 
boom, hit that baby. Buffalo, let's do it. Come on, let's not. Let's not be whips. Let's be warriors. Let's stand up and be warriors. Let's shake up the place. Oh, warriors for God. Regardless of what is going on. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I don't know. I came to have church. <laughs> Thank you, Philip, for that beautiful art. Come on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Did you get the message? Yeah, we got the message. Got the message. Now put it in your spirit. Because whatever is coming our way, we are going to survive. We are going to survive, and we're going to survive it together. World War III is about to come. Gog and Magog. That's in the scripture. Russia. It's in the scripture. Ezekiel 38. And it's there. And they're calling it Gog and Magog. Come on. They're quoting the Bible. They're quoting the Bible. So whatever's coming our way might be in a couple of days. If they declare war... They're not only coming to over there, they're coming here. And all of us are going to have to stand together and fight together. So we call, we call the ministry here called Neology. This is the knees where we can pray, believe God, that God's going to protect us. They're getting ready to reset all the food. You better pile up with food in your houses. Buy goods, fill up your cupboards. Just in case it hits. Better prepare for the worst, just in case it hits. But we serve a God that will keep us through every single thing. When I arrived to this place, one of the biggest things that stood out with me, I felt in my heart, I've given you this place. You paid it off. We don't owe a red cent in this place. Because the day trouble comes, this will be a lighthouse to those people that are hurting. A lighthouse. I even wonder why I was alive but when that purpose came to me I said I will live and not die I will live and not die says the Lord come on so I want you brothers and sisters to be full of joy I don't want you depressed I want you to be full of joy over bubbling where you say you know what doesn't matter we got a house where do we go run? And this is the house of God. Come on, stand with me, would you?